Well, you know, going back to your really mystical experience that you had when you were 10 and then going to the island of Iona, it's like those were your times of stepping back, weren't they? Yes. And they just changed your life. I mean, it affected your marriage or everything that you do, your career. I mean, it's so many ways taking one was forced upon you, but the others were your choices. But they clearly have directed your course of life, haven't they? Absolutely. Yeah. And in very little ways, hmm. in little practical ways. I mean, I think some people think, what does this have to do with making money, improving my job opportunities, uh, improving my relationships, making decisions about where my child goes to school, uh, or how to deal with a bully? It seems that there's something there when one enters into that deeper part of themselves. There is some, it, it, whether, well, we can call it different names, but it's as if you step into a place where the field around that situation, whatever it may be, the whole, the holiness, the wholeness, the whole perspective somehow breaks through into the limited time space hmm. per day. It's like the... That's beautiful. I like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and even getting just a glimmer, a sense that, oh, this is a part of a bigger picture. This is part of a bigger pattern. This is being held by something that, that knows and sees that bigger pattern. Well, it's interesting too, Catherine. It seems like a lot of people, when they think about the monastic tradition or entering, you know, like even going on a retreat, it's like escaping from it. But what you're really saying, it's not escape, is it? No. It's absolutely essential to then knowing what's the right action. What's the right action? Because when we connect the, the very specifics of what we're doing, the why, the meaning behind them, into that bigger framework. It's as if when we come back into that narrow focus of making that decision, it's like we know it's it's no longer a reactive state. Hmm. It becomes action because it comes from a deeper place of knowing. And we, you know, over time, and I've talked to many mystics, many people, normal people, you know, everyday people who've had different inner experiences. These, whether they call it intuitive knowing, whether they call it the spirit of grace, whether they call it the Holy Spirit, whether they call it just touching into their own deeper soul nature, uh, there is something there that can inform and inspire and reconnect them to that deeper peace that makes them go, oh, wait a minute, this isn't about a fight. This isn't about an either-or. There's a both-and. There is a, a wholeness to this situation that I'm just not perceiving, but I can have faith in that. I can have trust, and even if I don't know two steps ahead, if I know the first step and can trust, it will all unfold from there. So people who live their life from the inside out actually is very productive and is very practical. Yeah, like I said, as I said, I think a lot of people think it is, well, why would I go? Am I not going to take away from being effective, you know, getting a lot done? And as you're saying, which I completely agree, it's the opposite of that. We, by being still, we actually find a better direction, you know, because it's like we, if we never reflect on where we're going, 
we may end up who knows where, but I think if we take that time to reflect, we have a lot better idea which way, you know, God, the universe wants us to go. Exactly. Well, over the years, I know you've met it's probably thousands of people that have gone on retreat that aren't committing their lives to, you know, religious orders. How do you feel just getting away for a weekend or getting away helps them? What have you seen? Oh, I've seen so many amazing little tiny miracles happen. When I first came here, I was to the Center for Spiritual Renewal. I was used to leading week-long retreats. And I had a little question, what can really happen in two nights for people who get are coming here? And within the first month, I was so surprised. And to me, it spoke of the dedication of the women who have been running this retreat center for decades to that spirit of hospitality, to the silence that's held here in a contemplative spirit every day. So there's like a wellspring. And that that impacts people the moment they come. So I've seen people who are on sabbatical come to recharge and get clarity about their next level of work. I've seen people who have been suffering burnout come for those two days and leave recharged. For instance, we have a wonderful sister who works on the streets of Los Angeles helping the poor. And when she's seen too much, that just breaks her heart and she's exhausted. She comes here for two nights. We help support her a bit uh, in that journey because we do are able to offer a limited number of scholarships. She comes back, leaves the door looking like uh, a tree that's been fed with water. She comes depleted, and two days later, she's leaving, ready to go back onto the streets. That's beautiful. Wow. We have people who are professionals who are also struggling in these financial times that have been hard for so many people who've lost work or have had cuts in pay or are doing more because there are less staff doing the workload. Uh, so burnout has been a big issue, financial struggle. We had a lovely couple who lost their home, who had been retreat guests here for many, many years. And because of that history, uh, th- they came here first to find out what do we do. We lost our home. My husband's very ill. We lost our medical insurance, which was a health issue that we often see that uh, brought them into that state. And... Here they would come every six months through a difficult two-year period until his healing support came into place and we are now seeing them back in a new home. We've been able to follow their journey, but every time they came, another little miracle happened. Like they met a lawyer who was able to understand his medical condition and give him the information he needed to win the case he was in. Uh, Another time they met someone who was able to give them temporary housing. So there were also synchronicities of the people who came at the right time. Could you tell our listeners what synchronicity is? Synchronicity, 
uh, I'll see if I can do my best right now. It's when a number of things come together in the moment that seem to be uh, meeting exactly what needs to happen. Meeting the right person at the right time, hearing something that one is uh, holding a question and hearing someone help them give, give them the answer. It's where all these different pieces of, of one's um, current life situation all come together and meet. Maybe you have a from no, your that's position. <laughs> this is your interview. <laughs> a more accurate one, but my brain's not really going there right now. But so but, those would be moments of synchronicity where they're how do we win this court case? They meet the right person who's able to show them how to win the court case. And for some reason or other, when we go on retreat, it seems to make them happen more often, doesn't it? It does. It yeah. does. I see it happen every single week yeah. with, it, with our guests. Hmm. Uh, whether it's reading something that was written in the room journal uh, the week before is exactly the message the person coming into that room the following week uh, needed to hear. Hmm. Or a book that's recommended that speaks to exactly the issues that they're they're struggling with. So there's those sorts of things through reading that those synchronicities happen through the meeting one on one, and also just what happens when one goes into the quiet uh, and allows that settling to take place, and then the thoughts when they're quieted to that point can also suddenly. Boom! You get the flash hmm. of what what you need to know. When in the busyness, we just are unable. And it, so, with, through prayer, right. through meditation, and and just from your perspective, what is it like being the person that doesn't go over all the time, but actually works here? What is that like? Because hmm. I would think sometimes it's hard. It's hard. We're understaffed. We're overworked. Uh, partly because we do tend to the grounds with that care. We all feel we're stewards of the place and stewards of the presence. And so that, whether it's in the kitchen with our cooks or whether it's in the office answering the phone, all of that is, I think, a commitment of every one of us who are here. We've been called to hear So in that, where it's more work, perhaps, it also is constantly reciprocal. Hmm. In other words, you're, you're in that environment where what you're giving comes back to you uh, in, unexpected, in unexpected ways. So the work really is about learning how to hold space, to listen, just as one would do in one's own practice. It's how to do that with the guests who come here so that they know, again, it's like that opening of the door, that spirit of hospitality, of welcome, of you are home. Hmm. So a guest comes. Let's say a listener next week goes on retreat. What would you tell them to do when they walk in the door? Well, after getting settled in their room. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) If they're exhausted, let go of any guilt and take a nap. (laughs) Rest. Whatever calls them to rest. Mm -hmm. And often, in fact, uh, we see that 
the, the fatigue will all of a sudden just overwhelm some people. They'll say, for some reason, I'm so tired, I just fell asleep. But there's something about that letting go, especially if they're healing something in themselves or in a relationship where they're dealing with a lot of stress in their life. They come out of that nap and out of that rest, able to really then enjoy their time, whether, and for some people that's walking, it's being out in nature, it's slowing down, it's looking at the trees, hearing the birds, when there's water running in the creek. Uh, For others, it's just curling up under a soft blanket and reading, and all of a sudden being surprised at the book that they've pulled off the shelf and delighted. It's having a massage for some people just to release. So there is the, the welcome, then it's the letting go, the shedding the layers, and then, and that might include the rest, and then it's being in that place that is very hard to describe that we each get to in our own way when we come on retreat. Uh, You have a smile and a gleam in your eyes. You know what that is, where it's like you're in that wellspring. And each person is met where they need to be met. Uh, And we can't tell. Um, That's the other thing. Every person is unique on their journey. And we've evolved as a center from being Catholic initially, and La Casa de Maria becoming ecumenical, and then finding that so many people from all walks of life, all traditions, all service professions were being drawn here. And so without us making a decision even, it was very clear that this became a place where that Christ love is ever-present and honored and nurtured, but someone else may not call it by that name, but they feel it. They recognize it. It's, it moves them, and they feel at home. And I think that's probably the most common comment I get from our guest is we have found a spiritual home. And that home, of course, resides in our own hearts and souls, doesn't it? It does. And we just sometimes need the environment to nudge us there. I like what you said earlier about just seeing it as a holy place, because I think there's a lot of wisdom in that, too, where when we see it that way, we feel it that way. Like you said, we're coming home, you know. Well, thank you so much for your time. Oh, you bet. (laughs) And it's just a delight. And I'm so glad you're doing this, and hopefully we... um, we will see many more people around the world realize that this is perhaps the greatest answer to the struggles we're facing in our world as well. I so agree. And that inner place of, of quiet, of contemplation, of prayer, is all the mystics knew. And I see it at work. You know, we look at the world problems externally, but how we hold them internally has a profound effect the power that comes from then what rises from our heart, what we're called to do to serve and to behold a a better world on its way to greater wholeness. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us on Monastic Retreats Podcast. 
If you'd like to learn more about the world of monastic retreats, please go to www.monasticretreats.com. That's monasticretreats.com. I also do a happiness podcast that explores the world of happiness and how we can be happy in our daily lives. If you'd like to learn more about that, please go to www.happinesspodcast.org. That's happinesspodcast.org. Until next time, be at peace, be still.